Hi, Mark. Hi, hi, Tom. Can you can you remember how to do this? I I don't. I really don't. But it's great to be back on. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm I've been thrown downstairs tonight, so I'm right next to the Wi-Fi. Nothing should go wrong, Tom. So just remember to get your four G on. Uh, yeah, the four G is on. So the last one we done was um, the Dutch Eleven, wasn't it? <laughs> I honestly I can't remember. It's been <laughs> what about two months? Has it been two months? It's got to be at least. I mean, so the reason why is sort of restrictions on football got lifted a bit, uh, like seasons and friendlies started, and we just didn't have time. Especially now, I'm on a Saturday, you're on a Sunday. It just it made it almost impossible, and everything in between was was sort of being used up, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it's um, a bit of a, a strange, strange time of things. I mean, we really got into it as well. We're doing, we're doing to a week at one stage, weren't we? And yeah. Uh, I mean, We've even sort of planning the next few, but like, like I said, just football naturally just took over again. That's no, good. Um, what have we uh, what have we learned in the last couple of months? Oh, I never learn anything. I can't remember. I've um, I think I've learned that Everton are a, a top club. Oh, they're a huge club. They are though. They're huge. Um, Top four this year for them. Got to be with their standards. I mean, all the history they've got. Top four for sure. Massive, massive club. Um, I do want to do want to touch on something, Tom. That is really annoying me. Go on. And Premier League players moaning about anything and everything. So, like probably like Danny Rose. Dyer saying that he's got too many too many games so many games at the moment mate you're on like 80 grand a week even more than that yeah but I mean to be fair it is tough for them because if you're I mean think about the amount of games they're playing like they're playing two games a week it's tiring are they going to take the Ferrari for a spin when they've got tired legs but that's I mean I know their chauffeur could do it for them but I mean like the the Ferrari, the Ferrari. I mean, how, how are they gonna how are they gonna take it for a spin? It, yeah. I mean, I'm knackered. Just doing a little bit with the rock of it side, mate. So let alone die out because he he's probably in the better worse shape than I am. <laughs> he's he fucking oh, two games a week's terrible. I just yeah, it's just annoying me at the moment. And um, yeah. On, yeah. on, a pos- on a positive, though, something good has come from this podcast. Um, you actually got a, a good friendly out of, uh, out of a link that we made from the <laughs> podcast, didn't you? That's right, yeah. Um, I travelled down to Eastbourne, um, thanks to Mr Torres. Um, he wasn't there, he was on holiday. Obviously, a glamorous lifestyle for him down in them parts. Um, did, didn't know where, not sure where he went. Might have gone home. But he'd be quarantined now, wouldn't he? Yeah, well, if, yeah, I should imagine. So I don't know if Argentina's on the list, but I mean, the way things are going at the moment, we're going back to the sort of reason why we started this podcast in full lockdown. So I suppose mm. more episodes to come. Yeah, it's, um, I don't think a season will finish, especially at amateur level. I think that will, um, I think it will cease to exist January time, which would be a shame for all the prep that some clubs have done, especially yours. Um, It'd be a, be a real shame, but yeah, we'll yeah. have to wait and see, won't we? I know. Even in this, 
uh, again, I haven't been involved uh, with Romsey for too long, but it's, it's been good so far. And I do have a few stories from uh, the first few months of the season that, that I thought I'd like to share. Go on, mate, because um, I've got a really, really surreal story. No, I haven't got one at all, mate. Go on. All right, so um, one, one of the more uh, recent ones. and Actually, do you know what? All this is on the same day, so opening day of the season. Um, obviously, it was a big thing for us. And um, <laughs> so, like, big crowd and all that. There was a lot of people there. Even before, like... All, all the lads are a bit tense. We had our um, we had our little meeting in the changing room before. So before anyone got to the ground, uh, we had like a bit of food put on for us. Uh, the manager calls everyone into the changing room, so everyone sat there in uh, in their tracksuits and all that. Apart mm-hmm. from one of our players um, and anyone who knows about Romsey, I'm not going to say the name, but they'll probably know what player this is. Um, so everyone sat around in their tracksuits apart from one just sat in the middle of everyone without a thread of clothing on. <laughs> in, in a serious meeting, running through tactics before the game, yeah, everyone straight faces, including him, straight face still, but just banging the middle of everyone else in their club <laughs> tracksuits, hasn't got a single thing on. And um, our, our goalkeeper, as as you know, um, our, uh, our usual goalkeeper was, um, was ill on the day. Um, so he had to... We had to draft in our other keeper, late doors. So he turned up a little bit later um, and he got a real reception because this same player, um, he greeted our other keeper by helicoptering him and um, our keeper just gave it, gave his boy a little flick on the way past. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. Welcome to the club. So yeah, that was a good start. And then um, obviously preparation, pre-match, taking it all seriously. Um that's when I do my thing, uh, warming up the goalkeepers pre-match. Part of that is putting some crosses in so they could just uh, get a bit of practice in, their handling, yeah. getting off the ground. And uh, yeah, when uh, when I was starting to put the crosses in, bear in mind, the week before our last friendly, I was whipping them in like Beckham, like mm. putting some proper good like crosses in. Can this, this, yeah, this week it was more, well, that week, first game of the season, it was more like Jesus Navas crosses because I had... Uh, <laughs> I had someone behind me in the crowd. Um, I could just hear sort of from behind me, like, "Car, look how fat he is. Car, <laughs> look at the state of him." So I was getting, I was getting heckled the whole time. And do you know who that was from? Who was that, mate? Um, it's it a young lad called Mark Higgins. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd let the pressure get to you a little bit. <laughs> Honestly, like. It, <laughs> normally, I wouldn't be bothered, but it was making my kicks go all over the place. Can't wait to see you tomorrow, mate. Oh, God, no, please don't come. <laughs> nah, and then, again, uh, I've got some, got some more stories. <laughs> I've got a story for every game of the season so far. You're happy, are you happy for me to crack on? Well, yeah, you've only had three, so we've only got three stories. Oh, say that again. So you only had three games, didn't you? God, you sound a bit robotic now. I am a robot. <laughs> Um, game of the season um, away to Whitchurch and um, they'd just been bashed uh, one the week before the FA Cup and one of the lads that I call he's a, he's a goalkeeper and um, he did in the FA Cup game um, and he was fuming and it was funny because he was so up for it like he was on Twitter and everything like my first game in the FA Cup tonight he gets all the way there and he's on the bench so like a little and all that 
And um, it was like, oh, maybe they just picked uh, the other keeper as a cup keeper. And so he's like, yeah, hopefully. Um, I was like, all right, see you next week. Um, I hope, like, for our sake, you're not in, but I hope for you, you are, because he's, he's a very good keeper. It would have been like, a bit more difficult. Um, he's, he's on the bench again. Um, Hold on, Tom. Tom, have you got your 4G on, mate? Say again? You got your 4G on? Honestly. You need to move away from that Wi-Fi box because you, you're a robot. So do you. Oh, we're struggling here. I think, well, let's carry on. Let's see what happens. God, this is going to be a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll, we'll... So, yeah, he's uh, he's not happy. He's on the bench again against us. And um, salt into the wounds. Like, he's... He sort of in, in our uh, one goalkeeper and uh, the the starting goalkeepers and him got kicked up to him practicing and uh, one of them's gone over his head and he's like to me so um, goalkeeper he's sort of walking towards me um, he thinks that I'm just going to him but I've lost you man Can you hear me. Tom? He's gone. Tom, have you gone? I don't know what's going on. No, it's gone. It was it was perfect. First first eight minutes and then Tom's boring story's got a hold of it. And it's just it's just gone. It's just, <laughs> oh I had a I had a little oh is that a little mouse or is that actually Tom's voice? No one knows. I'm back. Oh, oh well, yeah. Sorry, Tom. We weren't saying anything, mate. <laughs> I did hear that bit. Should we, <laughs> should we, should um, we carry on or should we abort and start again? No, because you're perfect now. It's weird. Where did I get up to? Oh, I don't know. I nodded off. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think it was you got the the ball. The the ball went over the top. Uh, anyway, he came towards me to get the ball back. I just booted it into the stands for him. <laughs> I, I bet that build-up for the story was so... <laughs> I, I can't be so bothered. Uh... <laughs> like, it would have been so... You know, and he'd come over and it was a bit of banter, but no, because <laughs> you had to cut the story short. It was fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, I booted it into the stands. It, it was probably better if you was there and you saw it, but okay. That's all right, mate. That's all right. What's the um, what's your last story? Last story. Um, so this is our our cup game, and um, it was our our other goalkeeper's debut. Um, so he was pumped up. We didn't even know, but at Fleet they have a group of about, I'd say, thirty teenage boys who Rap stand behind scallions. the goal. Rap scallions, mate. Oh, big time. Um, but yeah, they all stood behind the goal and. Uh, They've got an air horn with them. <laughs> so every time our goalkeeper's taking a kick, you just hear, meh. <laughs> and some of them are going like flying all over the place, but most of them, it's all right. And they they was calling him all sorts, like through the whole game. Um, one of them actually sort of reminded me a bit of the podcast. One of them was, pedo, pedo. <laughs> it's yeah, a thing, it's true. Blast from the past. But um, yeah, so he... The keeper was taking it pretty well, um, but then about five minutes from the end, they take it a bit too far, and um, one of them boys behind the goal decides to chuck a coin at him, 
Um, <laughs> so at this point, our keeper, he's sort of he's on the halfway line, shouting towards the bench, you better sort, you better fucking sort them out, otherwise I'll stab every single one of them. Oh, God. What happened then? <laughs> what happened then? Did they dis- disband or what? No, um, I mean, that was just before the full-time whistle. And, um, I mean, I'm cracking up because I'm just imagining, like, I've got a picture in my head of our goalkeeper just absolutely stabbing a load of 13-year-olds. Just, just covered in blood, like a load of clara everywhere, just eating like a, a, a vein out of body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think he wanted to go towards them at the end of the game, but he sort of got hooked back, so... Uh, yeah, don't, don't uh, listen, when you pull someone back, it's like the lamest thing ever, isn't it? Like, <laughs> like honestly, right? I, I never, I would never pull someone back because you know it's very unlikely they're going to have a fight. They probably mm. want someone to pull them back. I'm, I'm normally like, go on then, have a fight, have a, have a little uh, swing. But you know when someone's trying to push you back, like, oh, I don't do it. Like someone's like, yeah, let me go, let me go. You're like, probably older than me. Just <laughs> you probably just barge through my arms and go and get him. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah, nothing like that happens to me anymore, Tom. I don't have any good stories like that. No one. Yeah, I think think you've already told a story of your kebab shop tear up, so I suppose that's about as as good as it gets. No, I meant for the football this season, mate. It's um, obviously doing the under 18s, it's no no fun, but they've just started started in the changing room doing fines. So, so, 18? I know, right? So, I was was late last week because of Jada, shock. And, um, so I've had to throw three quid in. So you're training. I said, oh, yeah, boys, this is my three quid for the for being late. And I was like, this is lads. I said, I thought, why are you doing this? Look to me. I said, well, normally when you're, you know, the over 18s, you're saving up to go to Benidorm or somewhere. I said, with you lot, I'm probably going to look a day at Portland's Park or somewhere. And I was like, I don't get what we're doing. What are we, what are we doing it for? And they're like, maybe Alton Towers. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry. <laughs> babysitting cheers serious lads so um the podcast today is um is our saints and arsenal teams isn't it tom yeah so i mean we've sort of switched it up uh we've we've selected teams uh from both so i've picked a saints team you've uh, and an arsenal team you've done the same and we're just going to see how many we can sort of match up between the teams match um, up <laughs> match a up what boy um but yeah um it'd be interesting to see how it goes i mean the arsenal team really it, it could have been so straightforward because really i could just pick the invincible side but i've um i've chucked a few others in there um just to sort of keep it a bit fresh um i, I think the saints team will be a lot more interesting because there's a few more shouts and uh a few more sort of maybes in there so um I reckon we should start off with the. Should we start off with the Arsenal team because that'll be pretty straightforward. Yeah, I just want to say that I I done a bit of homework today just to slip my team and I left it at work. But second to that, the the Saints team that I picked is I don't know the Saints fans that listen to it and that would maybe disagree with you, but it is it is pretty difficult. It is pretty difficult. You're right, Tom. And the Arsenal one, I think we spoke about it a lot on this on. On here, so it might be a, a case of it. it's too too straightforward. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why I, I've picked most of the obvious ones, and um, next to them I've put sort of secondary names. And I mean a lot of the other players that I picked, um, 
they they sort of a lot of them played in average or not nope. quite as good teams. Um, but a lot of them, you look at the quality of player and you think if they did play sort of in that early to mid two thousands team, they probably would have gotten fine and they probably could have been part of an invincible squad. Um, but they just around at the wrong time, really. But yeah, if um. Uh, if if I go through one position at a time, um, or maybe if you say for the Arsenal eleven, if you yeah. go with your player first, and I'll tell you if uh, any of mine are in there. So if you want to start with goalkeeper, yeah. So I've gone with um like what I liked, and then because I haven't sort of it's hard, it's hard this one Tom because it's it's preference, isn't it? It's like oh, I remember that guy being really good in, in they go, but um. Mark. Mark, yeah, you've you've picked Richard Roy, haven't you? Well, there's only one. Surely, there's only one guy to be in there. I mean, he's the top top keeper back in the day, and his son's just going to be the same as well. I mean, I know. I had to make you feel old. <laughs> I, know, <right? laughs> I still think Richard Roy is 23, so <laughs> he's still got a future ahead of him. Um, keeper for Arsenal. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been a couple. I think we we. Always say this, like Jens Lehmann is um, was a good keeper. Um, probably what you needed um, after the the legend himself, which was David Seaman. I think uh, I think out of that though, it would have to be Spunky himself, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, so for me, um, I, I obviously Seaman probably you can't really doubt that he's the best Arsenal keeper of all time, um, but he was coming towards the end when I started getting properly into football. So I've written Seaman slash Layman, but if we're going on the times from when I was watching Arsenal, um, my first sort of proper season watching 2002-03, that was Seaman's uh, last season with Arsenal. And um, he he was still okay by then. I think towards the end, his dodgy form was more for England because he still made that ridiculous save in the FA Cup semi-final, finished off his Arsenal career. Um, by lifting uh, the FA Cup as captain. Um, but yeah, I mean, I saw a lot more of Lehman. Um, so it, it sort of, it, it could go either way. Um, but you are right that Seaman is um, probably is the better the better keeper overall. But, but the, two really good keepers, you can make an argument for either of them, really, can't you? Yeah, but I think this is about your team. Like, your, like if it come out now and everyone, it was in the peak when you were watching them. And then this is what it's about, isn't it? It's, um, it's not about, oh, because he was a club legend, he goes in. It's more to do with the fact of it, around yeah. your, it's around your time. And like, so yeah. I think Jens Lehmann, in terms of great great. he was a good leader. He was a leader as a keeper. And, you know, you don't see that very much anymore. Um, the, the big commanding figures having a pop at the defence massively, you know, probably give him a little clip round the ear. You know, that's, that's yeah. that sort of keep that sort of era isn't it yeah that's it really um so yeah i probably would go layman but it's one of them ones we've got some interesting players at the moment so it's, it might be a case if you ask me in a few years the way <laughs> leno's sort of started his arsenal career he, he could be in with a shout after a while because i mean before lockdown last season i i dread to think where arsenal could have could have been without leno like the amount of times he saved us and then obviously he got injured and we thought he was going to get even worse but martinez done very well but I do think Arteta's made the right decision really sticking with Leno um, just because Martinez done well. I think a lot of people have forgot how just how good Leno was. So maybe in a few years, he'll be the one. 
as Martin has been there since he was like four years old, and now he's like eighty-two. It's like he's been, well, he's been in the club a while, hasn't he? Wenger actually gave birth to him himself. <laughs> we were there. I remember the day. Yeah, yeah. All right, left back then. Um, Ashley Cole. Yeah, yeah, pretty straightforward. Uh, but he's an absolute snake. So I wrote down Monreal as well. Um, but yeah, Monreal. Yeah, there's, there's no, there's no comparison really, is there? It's, it's Ashley Cole, but. I mean, I really rate Monreal. He was just no one knew who he was before he came to England, really. But he was he was so consistent, and he was he was versatile as well. He could play uh, he could play centre back in a, in a back three. He could play right back. He could play left back. Um, so yeah, he was a player that I that I really rated. But I mean, yeah, Ashley Cole was great, uh, and he went on to become even better after he left. Um, it's a shame that he left in the way he did because he was Arsenal since he was in the womb and his family were Arsenal fans as well. So, uh, I don't actually Cole could fuck off, but he's in. <laughs> yeah, but he's there. Um, will we go right back or centre-halves? Up to you. Um, let's go right back. So, I really wanted to put Lee Dixon in, but only I can't really remember too much of like I remember him being like a good player but I can't pinpoint um like exact games I was like oh yeah decent decent it was just steady it was just a, a good right back I mean I think he lobbed Seaman didn't he in in, yeah. in one of the games that always comes back to all defenders but I've gone with Sagna yeah um fair shout uh, I agree with you with Dixon just a little bit before my time. I mean, um, just as I started to sort of watch, it was the end, like I said, it was the end of Seaman, it was the end of Adams, it was the end of Dixon. Um, so, yeah, it was the old God started to, to be replaced. Um, Sagna is one of the ones I have down, um, but the other one uh, is Lauren. Do you remember oh, Lauren? Yeah. Um, yeah. A good player, um, again, in a very good team. Um he, Lauren was a very good penalty taker as well. I remember that. He scored a few goals from the spot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he was part of the Invincibles team. I think if like if Sagna was at his prime around that Invincibles time, I don't think he would have had a problem getting in. And um, I think what shows that Sagna was a like, good a player as he was, was he was in some absolute dog back fours for Arsenal. And he was always consistent, always a good player. Um and again, he finished off um, his Arsenal career with an FA Cup before he went City. And he's one of them players who went City where there's sort of no ill feeling towards him because he's sort of done the job. He left on good terms and, and that was that really. So, yeah, I, I'd be happy with either of them. Um, hmm. I've got Sagan and Lauren down. Well, which one are you going with, mate? It's your team. Uh, oh, I don't know. It's tough. Um, probably Sagna. So, yeah, you got one there. Oh, I'm awesome. Thanks. Um Centre halves. So I was I was racking my brain a bit, and I thought, oh, he's he's got Koscielny down, that's for sure, because he, he loves him. But I went with um, Adams just because of the leadership he showed. He sort of brought, I say, the foreigners together, but he brought that team together, that band together. Um, he was he was a role model of of exceptional class, I suppose. Um, alongside him would have been Sol Campbell. I mean, picking him up from Spurs is, is a massive triumph anyway, but he was solid for you boys, wasn't he? 
yeah. So again, like it's it's the same with Dixon Seaman. I haven't put Adams down just because uh, I didn't see like he was retired by the time I started properly getting into it in two thousand and two three. And he's last season at the club where I would have started to watch him. Obviously, he also won the double that season. He's another one. He finished off um, finished off his Arsenal career as captain in the FA Cup, winning the FA Cup. But he only played 10 games that season. So, really, I saw nothing of Adam. So, I can't really put him in. Um, what I will say is I'm pleased you mentioned him. And I'm pleased you called him a role model as well because... It's been very quiet for me at work lately. So the other week I watched um, a Tony Adams documentary mm-hmm. and this is proper role model stuff. Um, it was a game against Swindon uh, in the Premier League in the early 90s. Adams was pissed. He said he was that pissed. He was seeing double and he won He won the man of the match award. Really? He won the man of the match pissed. That's that's what I mean by the role model because he went through all that, didn't he? Done. It was the drinks. I don't know if he, he was what he was up to, but he had a bad time of it. But he came out the other end, and you know, for any young player coming through and listening to him and his stories, would probably put you off for life, wouldn't it? So, yeah. The thing is, you being a footballer now, you can't get away with it. It's impossible. No. Some, someone's going to be stood there with an iPhone filming you. So, yeah, we won't we won't see that sort of culture in in football again, um, which is a shame because it, it makes characters really, doesn't it? But that's just that's the way it is now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you mentioned Koscielny. Um I got him down um, again. He's another. He sort of left on bad terms, but he he was a good player in bad Arsenal teams, but. You're right about Campbell. He was one of my nailed-ons. Um, Where is Kelly now? Is he at Montpellier or something? Uh, Bordeaux. Bordeaux. What are they doing these days? Playing in the French League. Yeah, but are they in any European com- competitions? Are they... Uh, do you know, I mean, who really looks at the French League apart from when PSG are playing in Europe and Lyon doing okay? But, yeah, <laughs> not yeah, not too bothered, to be honest. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so I Koscielny slash Campbell, but I mean, really, it's it's got to be Campbell, hasn't it? And my other nailed on, you actually missed him, um, and he played in good Arsenal teams and some bad Arsenal teams. Um, oh, Sorry, Pierre. No, no, no. Um, Colo Torre. Oh yeah, bloody hell! <laughs> Great player. Like, what I really forgot about him. <laughs> Yeah, and the thing is, like again, he he came out of absolutely nowhere, Torre. Like I think he was playing like for a a pretty average Belgium club. Um, and I think I told the story on here before when um, I think it was I think it was Torre. He, uh, he accidentally slide tackled Arsene Wenger mm. in one of the first training sessions. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, for me, Torre and Campbell. Um, but you got Campbell. Midfielders. So we're still going four three three. So it makes this quite difficult. Um, but let's let's hear what you got. So I've gone with um, Patrick Vieira, the leader. Yeah, he, yeah he's he's a nailed on. You you can't not have him in your team, can you? No, he's um he was quality and he just brought that. A little bit of bite to the midfield, but then he had some flair with it at the same time as well. It's it was an interesting sort of combination. It's, it's not like a Roy Keane, was he? He was like, no, nah. he was. I mean, God. yeah, I was 
I was going to say, like, a lot might disagree with me, but obviously King was a great player, but I think on the ball, I, I think Vieira was much better. Like, Vieira, even for his size, he just looks so comfortable on the ball, just composed when he's on the ball. And then, like you said, off the ball, he had some bite and he could be aggressive. So, yeah, well, what a player. Yeah, I think he in the early days was was good. The more he got on a bit, I think the more angrier he got. And, and uh, yeah. Um, centre midfielder. Who else? The other centre midfielder I went with. Paul Merson. Yeah, great, great player. Obviously, I've seen bits of him, but way before my time. I mean, I would have only been about two or three when he when he actually left Arsenal. I've, I've read his autobiography and that's fucking hilarious, some of the stuff he got up to. Uh, yeah. Quite a few years since I've read it, but one of my favourite ones was um, he was on a pre-season tour and he had a, he had a shit on David Seaman's balcony. <laughs> yeah, what are you telling me about this? He just laid a hot one on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking. Um, yeah, I, I said... It was a great player at Arsenal. I remember. I, th- I think he went to Villa after Arsenal. I think it was it was Middlesbrough first because uh-huh. that's when Middlesbrough was splashing the money about. They had, I mean, that's just imagine right. this: they they had him and Gascoigne at the same time. Imagine the carnage. Well, they had that story, didn't they? I don't know if you you heard that one with the the sleeping pills. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I bet that was a. I bet Middlesbrough was a hoot back then, mate. Yeah, so the sleeping pills thing, I think um, they had like a little competition. Like him and Gazza, they'd bang a load of money on the table. They'd um, they'd be having sleeping pills with their drink. And whoever stayed awake, for, uh, whoever could stay awake the longest, they could just put the, pick the money up and put it in their pockets. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. They did that like every Thursday or something was the same game. I think it was like three of them, actually. I bet I bet one of them wasn't Alan Boxick. But, uh, but, um... <laughs> It was Jan- it was Janino. <laughs> yeah, Janino, Emerson, them two, and yeah. Gianluca Festa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably why Janino's growth was stunted. <laughs> yeah. Actually grew he actually grew, mate. He was a dwarf. <laughs> he come with there was a dwarf and grew. <laughs> um Yeah, so I, I had Marson, but I doubt you would uh, the third one is escaping me. A little, um, I had a little bit of a, yeah, no, it's come back to me, Gazzola. Yeah, he's he's one of mine who, who was nailed on. I am, um, I was led there, I was putting my daughter to it tonight, and um, a random name popped into my head was Thomas Rosicki. I was like, whatever happened to him? He must be, he was just... When didn't he injury like like crippled him? But he was really yeah, good, so, and that was it. It was gone. <laughs> no, in in the end, so he went back to Sparta Prague, where he where it all started off for him, and he he didn't last long there. Um, yeah, injuries just killed him. But he mate, he was so good. Mm. <laughs> some some of the long range goals he scored, and he seemed to score quite a few against Spurs as well. So. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's very popular at Arsenal still. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's a case with so many players in the Emirates era. I just players getting absolutely done in by by injuries. Um, was that always? Yeah, did, did you know that? That but that was always a thing they used to say about Wenger that they must he must train them differently because 
the midfielders always did, didn't they? They always used to get injured, and then well, yeah. they could never get back from it. Well, if you think about it, the RB, he was going to be the new Vieira, and trust me, he could have been the new Vieira. He was that good. Um, yeah, Brzezinski, like you said, Cazorla. Imagine a midfielder them three. You have the RB, like the RB recycling the ball, breaking everything up. Cazorla uh, with his flair, and he could pick a pass, and then Brzezinski in front of him, sort of a driving force. Like to drive the team forward and attack and score long-range goals. Imagine what a free that could have been if they was all fit for a whole season. Well, a uh, good six or seven years, you could have had that combination, couldn't you? I mean, I think they was all there for about six or seven years like each, not all at the same time, sort of come and go. But, yeah, they, they really all played together in a free, if ever. So that's my three, Tom. That's that's the three I would have had. Um, I mean, I've left out massive names. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, Perez. Uh, Lundberg, Fabregas, you know, the, the Petit, the list is sort of Gilberto Silva, you know, that's the that's the levels we're talking about when we go to the Saints team. It's a little different, but that's the <laughs> that's the levels we're talking about with Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? And you can even you can throw numerous names in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like like we said. It probably for me this would have been best in a in a four four two. So I've had to do a bit of shuffling, and one might be a little bit controver- uh, controversial here. What I've done, um, but if he was a modern day footballer, I think you could class Bergkamp maybe as a midfielder as a ten. Obviously, he was sort of playing that role really when he did play, but it was always almost marked down as a four four two, and he'd just be placed slightly behind the striker. He was. Sort of paired up with, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've actually, even though technically everyone will call him an attacker, I, I've got um, I've got Bergkamp down in my three. It was him or Fabregas. Um, obviously, Bergkamp, one of the best Arsenal players of all time. That's why there's a statue of him outside the Emirates. So yeah, my three was Vieira, Cazorla, Bergkamp in front. Wow, that means this forward line you've got is going to be spicy compared to mine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, so difficult for me. Um, there's one nailed on, and then sort of either side of them, I've got a sort of a classic player and and a modern player. Um, but let's let's hear what you've got. So I've gone. Um, I've gone. Who I thought was was very good in their time. Um, it didn't really get the the plaudits really but these these three were were exceptional uh will Tord, john hartson and chris kawamia i mean <laughs> you couldn't get any better than that no it's it's the obvious isn't it it's uh it's ian wright i've done bird camp up top and thierry Henry. i mean again <laughs> potentially van percy anelka you know you, you name it it could, it could be in there couldn't it yeah, um, again, Anelka, didn't see him play. Uh, I was too young. Right as well, I would have been about two or three when, when he left, so I can't I can't put either of them two in. Um, obviously, you you put Henri in, you can't you can't not put him in, can you? No. Uh, so he's my nailed on. Then either side of him, again, it's sort of different positions for different eras, but left winger, left midfielder. Pierre. Right. <laughs> yeah, right midfielder. Um, so on the left hand side, um, 
like I said, I've got a classic player and a modern player. So on the left-hand side, I've got Perez or uh, Alexis Sanchez. Um, I'm mm. going to go with Perez um, just because oh. what he'd done at the club for a long period. But honestly, Sanchez, again, he left on bad terms. But in terms of just what an exciting player he was, I mean, he was probably he's probably been one of the best players um, in the Emirates era. Like he he was ridiculous. Like he he dragged a sort of fairly average Arsenal team to almost well they should have won the league in that Leicester season, uh, a few FA Cups. Um, but he, he was so good. And one thing I do respect him for was even even when he was sort of trying to force the move away. You see a lot of players all down tools, but. He was still the best player on the pitch most games. Mm, no, you're right. Flair as well. Woo! Rick Flair. <laughs> yeah, great player. Um, but I'm I'm going to stick with Perez, and it's similar on the other side. Um, so obviously, right mid, Freddie Lundberg, uh, Arsenal legend. He's he's probably one of my favourite Arsenal players of all time. Didn't know um, that. Not, didn't, I would never said. <laughs> but um, again, modern player, and he's not really. He plays out wide quite a lot. He's not really a wide player. He's more of a centre forward. But Abamyang, um, and there's still yeah, a lot yeah. more to come from Abamyang, especially now he signed his new contract. And I didn't realize I mean, how old he was. Yeah, I know that's the thing. Um, but he signed a three-year contract, and if he keeps, I mean. He gets around twenty-five to thirty goals a season so far. So if he yeah. if he keeps that up, he could finish between um, something like a hundred and twenty to a hundred and fifty Arsenal goals. And I mean, that's not a great. That's not too far off of a lot of Arsenal legends. I think he should be he should be able to take over Van Persie in that time um, and a few others. So yeah. Um, Again, if you ask me in a few years' time, he might be in. But, yeah, my front three is um, Perez on the left, Lundberg on the right, Henri down the middle. It's um, a banging. he come over, didn't he? And everyone was saying, oh, it's his pace. Like, he's brilliant. I haven't seen that. All I see is his it's a greatest shooting, is obviously, because he's a striker. But he has that little, little burst and that little cut in, doesn't he, to... To strike the ball, I haven't seen anything like a one-on-one, you know, in a foot race with anyone to say, "Oh, he's 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 rapid." Or have I missed them games? No, I I think you're right. Obviously, he he is quick, but it's not it's not like he. You know, sometimes you get players who just rely on that pace. Yeah, I I think he's a player as as he gets older, the pace goes a bit, but I think he could still score a lot of goals just because he he's he's a like you said, he cuts inside. He's a great finisher. Yeah, I don't think losing pace will be a massive problem for him. No, that's what I mean. I mean, it's like he's adapted the last couple, like last year, hasn't he? To be like a bit of a poacher, can score goals from outside the box. You know, has defensive terrified, don't they? Yeah. So yeah, that's the that's the Arsenal eleven. Um, let's get on to Saints then. This one will be. I think this will be more interesting. Yeah, like I said, he, he could go classic. You could, you know, have a look at legends and, and all that, but I've gone with just players that I liked at the time and this one. But um yeah, crack on. Yeah, so um goalkeepers is sort of a mix between two. Um so a Scottish legend, 
um, and an English goalkeeper. <laughs> Obviously, the um, so I'll start with the English one because this this isn't my nailed on. But um, Fraser Forster, um, he had a, about two seasons where he was probably one of the best goalkeepers in England. Um, but he got an injury, and he just I think was it his knee done or something. Yeah, I can't remember. When they're not international, did he do something at international? Or was, he was going to get something. called up to international duty and he done, done his... I can't remember what it is. You're right, though. But yeah, he just he absolutely fell off. and he. Well, I was going to say he hasn't been the same since, but I think he obviously went back to Celtic on loan and they're like, he's still a really good keeper. Um, and I'm surprised he hasn't really had a second chance yet this season because I don't... I Personally, I don't... I don't think Gunn's good enough to be a number one keeper in the Premier League. Alex McCarthy's he's he's good, but I think they could do a lot better, Southampton. And uh I mean we've seen in the past that Forster can be that. I don't get the Forster situation. Well Hasselhill obviously likes him, but he's sticking around where he could be playing football up in Celtic, or he could have been playing football in Scotland. Um, but you're right, like Gunn's not there yet. I reckon we should need to send him out like, to a championship side or at least a lower Premier League side if you can get that. And um, McCarthy's just that average. It's not like he's got great footwork and that's why we play him like Everton and Pickford. He can he can pick out a pass. Why, why not just throw Fraser Forster in? What's, what's the difference? There's no difference in keeper for me. Um, no. But yeah, he's had that great spell at Celtic where he basically single-handedly won them, won them stuff, didn't he? So, yeah, anyway, on to your next one. Yeah, so my nailed on uh, goalkeeper was um, Scotland legend, Ante Naimi. Yeah. That's, that's what I've got. So I, I, think, uh, I think every Tank fan would say him at the time. I mean, Paul Jones. Calamitous, I suppose. He went to Liverpool. He went to Liverpool. Paul, do you know Paul Jones? Do you remember Paul Jones? No. Yeah, Paul Jones. A strange little spell, wasn't it? I think yeah. something like Dudek was injured, and they just had to draft someone in quickly, and he was there. Yeah, like, I like I liked Paul Jones. Reliable, though he had a clanger now and again. But yeah, it was all that when Strachan came in. It was just like that step up for Saints. It was it was like the buzz and. And that round time, but yeah, no, he was fantastic. What a keeper! Yeah, I mean, I can't believe um, people. Some people were saying that Anti Naimi was finished, but he was only twenty eight. Oh, I didn't want to put it. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. You've done it. I feel you finish it now. He's not finished. He's only twenty eight. <laughs> was he Indian? Was that guy Indian? Was he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He wanted he wanted Naimi to get called up for the Indian national team. <laughs> he didn't know he was Scottish though. Andy Andy Naimi. <laughs> um, so yeah, Andy Naimi and goal. Um, so should we go right back? Oh, spice it up. Why not? Go on. I've got three to pick from. Um, so I'll give you my the one that I think is most likely to be in last. Um, my first one's Bertrand and. Um, He's a good player. Where are we um, going? Left back or right back? Oh, sorry. Um, sorry, right back. Um, 
Oh yeah, so right back. No, it's because I, I, I promise you know I've, what we're doing. We know what we're doing. Yeah, no, it's because I've I've written them the wrong way the wrong way round. I've normally got my left backs down first. Um right backs, um, I'll give you my sort of um my second option. And funnily enough, I, I done I mean I wrote this team down a long, long time ago and it's um it's Cedric, but I wrote this down before yeah, no, I wrote him down before Arsenal signed him. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm not, I can't say I'm buzzing that he's at Arsenal, he's, he's a decent option, but I think while he was at Saints, again, not a player who was outstanding, but more sort of safe pair of hands, really. He was just fairly consistent, you knew what you was going to get with him. Rarely see him have a bad game, rarely see him have an outstanding game, so I thought I'd put him down just as, so he's another option there, but... um. Probably you're probably going to go with Nathaniel Klein. Yeah, I liked Nathaniel Klein. I mean, I could have gone with Jason. That's what I mean by legends. Like, yeah, people like Doddy and that. But I think at the time, Nathaniel Klein was just a bit different for Saints. He he was, I suppose, up and coming. But I never knew much about him when he came from Palace. And um, it was just, yeah, it was just a bit of a breath of fresh air. He could attack. It was that attacking side under Pochettino and that. It was just. It was just different and a bit more exciting for what we were used to at right back, I guess. And uh, yeah, I, I went with I went with Klein just because just because of that reason, really. I think when yeah. he played, I enjoyed watching him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, put it this way: Liverpool wouldn't sign him for no reason, would they? No, he's had a bit of a. He, I mean, he was a freebie this year. And Saints were looking for a right back. I know they looked to try and get youth players to try and sell him on whatever price, but you know. That's reliable. Just <laughs> bring him in, but obviously they know much more about their medical histories and that, don't they? So, yeah, and he's he's well out of match practice as well at the moment, so, so probably could be a bit of risk because I mean, realistically, he'd still be demanding high wages, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think he's gone um, back to Palace for a bit of training. So, Crystal Phallus. <laughs> Right, on to left-backs. Left-backs. Um, so, yeah, this is where I started off. Um, like I said, I've got three. Um, one, one's Bertrand. Um, and he, he's another one. He's played in some absolute awful sort of um, awful back fours or back fives uh, over the last few years. But he, he's always... He, he does a job. I know sometimes fans get on his back, but he, he's been a decent servant for Saints over the years and he, he, I mean he was there when they was having um, a half decent spell as well sort of challenging for those European spots um, another player um, who I had down as a potential one to go in I put Luke Shaw down but I just don't think he was there f- for quite long enough uh, to be in the team so my number one pick um, is Wayne Bridge um, obviously he was still very young when he was at Saints but he's Started to get a few England caps. Got his big move to Chelsea. Um, so yeah, I, I I had Wayne Bridge down. Yeah, it was a toss up between Bertrand and, and Bridge. And you are with Bertrand, but sometimes I get with him like he's a bit Jekyll and Hyde. Like, is is he for the club or is he not for the club? Is he? It's just uh, is is things going on behind the scenes of him? It's just with him. I just it's Jekyll and Hyde. But yeah, Bridge. Yeah. Well, Apparently, he's he's supposed to be a real moody bastard, and oh, right. sort of, he he likes a bit of himself because, um, like I I worked for Saints uh, some match days um last season, and 
the lad that I worked with, he he's sort of really he's one of the main men in their community uh, department, Saints in the community. So he sees a lot of the players, and he I, I don't think he's uh, I don't think many in that department are a fan of Bertrand. Like whenever they do, um, whenever they do like a little um, sort of charity event or something, he just sort of if he's called up to it, he acts like he don't really want to be there. I think he's quite quite rude as well it's like all right we get you've won the champions league mate but that was your only game of that season (laughs) yeah come on man it's like when you're when you try to auto select and um champ man in like 2000 2001 season and uh that's danny put brian bertrand in (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so bridgie just just sort of for me watching him watching him sort of grow up as saints you could tell he was a bit of Bit of something, a bit of class, um, and then obviously, yeah, it uh, showed through the later years. Yeah, it's a funny story. Um, my my cousin was actually at Wayne Bridges' wedding. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, really so, No, not even. So he he got married to someone from like the Saturdays or something, yeah. didn't he? That's right. And um, yeah, my cousin's my cousin's wife um, does her hair, so it's like yeah, just come to the uh, come to the wedding. So yeah, my cousin was having a, a chat with Wayne Bridge. That's weird. That's so yeah. weird, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, but he's supposed to be quite a quite a nice geezer as well. Yeah, he's um, down to earth, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I can't. Uh, should I, should we make a John Terry joke or no? Nah, nah, we'll leave it. We'll leave yeah. it. He's a nice guy. Um, was, so um, yeah. Like, he was, he was down, so we trained in Winchester. And I think about him and about five of his mates were in the park having a couple of beers on the old sly, I think. Um, and I think he sent his mate off to go and get Domino's because this little ginger lad comes back. He, about four, 14 pizzas, about seven pizzas. You can see his head. He's just waddling back with these fucking two-for-one Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> you know what like you Gary, oh, Gary's in the group. He's the mate who goes to get everything. Go on, there's 20 quid, mate. Go and get the pizza, would you? Yeah, he's just trying to put a little golf ball into a bin. It's the excitement in Winchester, mate. That's all you can do with that place. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably about as good as it gets there. Yeah. Um, Centre-backs. Centre-backs. Um, I mean, I think... So, I've got two sort of nailed-ons. Um but one I have to mention, and again, similar to Luke Shaw, just wasn't there quite long enough, but Toby Alderweireld was yeah. so good at Saints that one season he was there. Um, Fans were really crying does... out for him to stay, honestly. Oh, yeah. Everyone would have been. I don't understand why um, why Atletico let him go anyway. Um, quite a strange one. But, um, yeah, uh, Alderweireld, if he was there a bit longer, he, he probably would have been a, an absolute shoe-in, but... The two that I've gone with are Van Dyke and um, again, player who's a good servant, but left on a bit of a sour note. Uh, Jose Font. Yeah, so I've gone with either. Um, one player that I went with is a lad called Dean Richards. Um, he was phenomenal, mate. In a time when Saints weren't the great. We had Dean Richards come in, and he was brilliant. Probably like so. Was uh, Dean Richards? He was he the one who was at Wolves and Spurs? Yeah, so I think he was at Bradford, and then moved to Wolves. This I think it's along these lines, and all the big clubs were circling around him. So like the Arsenal's United at the time, gonna buy him, you know, big big money, 
And it ended up, you'd never hear this in this day and age. This is probably something like, uh, I can't even put things on but it's like a top, top centre-half. Everyone's counting him for the future. Just, is on his contract so Wolves let him sort of just let him go and Saints stacked him up on a free transfer honestly Tom he was exceptional like he worked under Hoddle at Saints and Hoddle went to Spurs and I think the first thing he wanted to do was sign him because he, he was he was just brilliant tackling pace like he would never get done like in a, in a header like it, it, everything he was just a complete centre half and I liken him to, to Van Dyke really in, in that sort of mold, probably not, probably a little better with the passing side of things, but just didn't fulfil his potential because of injuries at Spurs. I think that step up, again, where you have to put a little bit more in with a bigger club, sort of just maybe ruined his knees or, or, or whatnot, really. So, yeah, I've gone with Dean Richards. Rest yeah, in peace. Know, he died about 10 years ago now as well. That's all, yeah. I think he had, uh, I think he had a cancer or something and, um, yeah. and died, but yeah, that was a shock, but I think maybe a brain, brain, something, but something like that. He was having dizzy spells, I think. Um, but they put that down to maybe some imbalance in his ears, and yeah, unfortunately, he passed away. But yeah, what a player he was. Got a lot of got a time watching him. I mean, if anyone gets any time, watch some, watch some of his clips because it was decent. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's your other one then? Well, I went again. I went with a little bit of. Um, nostalgic, it's nostalgia here, but with Klaus Lund, well, I think we spoke about him before. <coughs> um, on here, quality, quality, unsung sort of Saints player, just he was a, a, a lanky streak of, streak of piss, but he'll he put a nice challenge. We did not plan against him. Um, you, you could have gone with the Van Dykes, but for me, you know what I'm like, he's just a bit too modern. He's <laughs> just a bit too modern. And yeah. With Van Dyke, you could see his quality through and through and you knew it was only a matter of time before he left. But it was just, I suppose it was nice really for Van uh, Lundervan to stay for as long as he did, play for as long as he did, sort of. You know, he was playing 45 games a season for Saints. So I went with him. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I know he's a, he's a legend there. I don't remember him ever being linked with any top clubs or anything like that. No, no, no. But around that time, it was all about a centre half time. Like, I think the only big move later on was like Cahill from Bolton to Chelsea. It was never nothing else. Like, even Zach Knight stayed at it fuller than that. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was always a centre half about. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, yeah, that's fair enough then. Can't argue with that. Midfields. Um, so obviously, might as well just say Letizia straight up because, <laughs> I I, it's, it, yeah, it's it's a waste of time speculating anyone else to go in, and we don't even really need to talk about him. Everyone knows about Letizia, don't they? Yeah, yeah, he's um, he's he's, he's a god, but I do sometimes wish that he just went somewhere else, just for his personal ambition. And just seeing what it would have been like. Like, just imagine you went to United or something, got fit, not really fit. Like, could he have won England World Cup single handedly? Or, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, he, he was that good, weren't he? Yeah, like, he just saw things completely different on the football. Like Burkamp, liking him to Burkamp. Like, just see things completely different. Yeah, but I mean, 
maybe I mean you talk about him playing for England around those times. Maybe was was he too similar to Gascoigne to play? Well, yeah, but you look back and you're like Hoddle and Waddle. Were they were they too similar to play? Platt. It's it's all preference. Football's all about opinions, isn't it? And at the time, I just think maybe they could have both played together. What harm would that have done? Maybe with an inch behind them. Yeah, yeah. It was it just yeah. football back then was just unfortunate. Four four two. That's how we're going to play. It is, it's like that, like Bassett in it. Four four yeah. fucking two. It's like that's a, that was it though. It was like, I can't play three five two. What was Hoddle doing? What was he doing that sort of formation for? It's because because he's forward thinking. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, enough about that. Because we've, we've um, been on here for nearly half an hour. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, people have missed out for two months. And <laughs> just on that, we actually had people asking. I never thought that was going to happen. No, them, them three people that asked us. It was nice. <laughs> all three of you, thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah, so so the rest of them, um, again, I've got two that are sort of nailed on. Um, I'll talk through the rest of them first. Uh, one, uh, Victor Wanyama. Um, great player for Saints. He just... He got his move, but he never really kicked on after that, which is a well, obviously not a shame for me because I don't like Spurs. But I, I thought he was he was class at Saints. He was uh, he was again something something a bit different uh, for Southampton anyway. Someone who could really really break up play, but still decent ball player as well. So I had him in another one um, again at Saints. He he could have been so much better, but this is him in spells like. Dusan Tadic, when when he was on it, he could have been one of the best players in the Premier League. He was phenomenal, mate. His but link he just up with Yeah, he just he just wasn't on it enough, was he? I think the last season, you know, after relegation, like when we nearly got relegated, I think he realised that he's like, what am I doing? Like, no big clubs are coming in for me. Like, am I just staying here as to become? Nothing, I guess, and I think he's, he's just probably got himself down a bit. But then he went to Ajax and Player of the Year and all sorts, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't have him as a nailed on just because he didn't do it often enough. But I mean, he's probably one of the most technically gifted players that you've had in the last five, ten years or so. Mm. Um, another one. Now, this is a player that I really like, and we've mentioned him how underrated he is. But Stephen Davis, he. He just kept the midfield ticking for years and years, and I I thought he was he was such an important player, but just didn't get the credit he deserved because he just done all the dirty work. So I've got him in there, and the last one, um, Anders Svensson. Um, again, he's probably another player who could have done a bit more at the Saints, but again, the quality was there. I mean, he was he was in a Sweden team that was class at the time, one of the best teams in Europe and you didn't get into that team for no reason. So, there's some of my other shouts. Um, do you want to talk through any of them a bit before I get onto my two main ones wired down? Go on, what are your main ones? My main ones, um, I, I reckon this is more to do with the fact that they played together a lot of the time and they linked up well and they went through the leagues with Southampton. I, I put Lalana and Schneiderlin down. Ooh. Interesting, very interesting. So, yeah, Wanyama, I think, should have stayed a little bit longer at Saints. Um, again, it's like the Dean Richards thing. Went there, 
you become a bit unless you step up massively, you, you're just a bit part player, aren't you? Because they're a dire player in that position as well. Something I think people sometimes don't even have a look at that, do they? But who's who's in and around the squads? They just go. But yeah, I've, I've got Letizia, Stephen Davis, and and Ascension was my three. And, as, and who like, was the last one? Sorry, Svensson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a tough one between him and Lalana. Um, if but, but for me, obviously that nostalgia thing is. Anders Finson was quality, like his range of passing, his dead ball situations. Um, again, surprised he didn't go anywhere else but Elfsborg and Southampton. It's like he was captain of Sweden, captain of Southampton. I know he didn't play a lot, you know, tell him with Strecker and that, but he was he was immense. He was brilliant. And that's what I mean about that step up with Strecker. It was like, it just just went again, just just sort of the fitness and that he he went again with him and yeah, Snodlin or, or Davis. I think I'd probably have Davis. Yeah, yeah. Um, talk well, talk a bit about Davis because again, it's like um, I remember when we first started talking about Santi Cazorla. You weren't too sure if Arsenal fans really appreciated him that much, but obviously we did. So it's a similar thing with Southampton fans and Davis because. I remember, I think it was something like 2016-17 season, and um, I went all four. Um, I went all four of the Saints um, Saints versus Arsenal games because there was two league games, obviously, and two cup games. And the one that stuck out for me was when you beat us two 0 I think it was at the Emirates in the League Cup. And mm. Steve, yeah, Davis just he just pulled the strings, didn't he? Like he was, he was class. And that's the first time I was like. I didn't know he was this good, but no one ever talks about him. He, I, I think there was a bit of a when he went to Rangers. So last year, started last year, it was just a bit like, oh, gut, like everyone was a bit like gutted that he's gone. It's like because you just wanted to keep him around because the lobby, like you said, like he made everything tick. It was, he was, he was. What they called like. It was a conduct. It was just conducting everything. He'd come back and get the ball. He was there scoring goals. He scored some important goals for us. He just led. It was a. It was a, just led the whole team. If, if Davis was having a good game, everyone was having a good game because he would infect everyone. Um, brilliant player, and he's still doing it for Rangers. And he was thirty odd, thirty six, thirty five, thirty six. Yeah, he's getting on. Yeah, he is, he is. and. Um, yeah, he was a great side and a bit of a snip. I think we got him from Rangers. And I was like, you know, are we getting him just because of the money? Like 750 grand or something Rangers going into that administration time. It was, it was a bargain, really. Absolute bargain. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so, yeah, still, still a good midfield either way. I mean, you, you have had some real quality in that area over the years. You could talk about you could talk about a lot of people, can you? You could talk about the Gareth Bales, like you said, the Shaws, Walcotts. You know, you can talk about a lot of people, but it's, that's what I was saying to you earlier. It's not the same elk as Arsenal, is it? Leaving out Gilberto Silva, a cup winner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I suppose. Thing is, we you mentioned Bales, Walcotts, Shaws. Obviously, great players have gone on to play for some of the like the biggest clubs in the world, but. I mean, Bell Walcott, very young, sure, very young as well. They all left mm. as teenagers and they just weren't there quite long enough. 
No, no, that's, that's right. That's why it's saying so. I don't think it's hard to become a legend now. Like you're looking at like a Stephen Davis. You know, people still have they just have fond memories of people. I just think it's going to be hard to, for someone to be there for long to become a legend. Like Lambert, Lambert, you know, the leagues. He's the last legend, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, that's a perfect way to move on to the forwards. You mentioned Lambert, and similar to Letizia, he's he's the shoe in, isn't he? It's just the fact yeah. that he came really from nowhere and he went up through the leagues. Um, I think the word Bristol Rovers fan, Tom, and he was like, You've got a bargain. I was like, yeah. Some fat strikers that were going on the decline, mate. Was it same yeah. the decline being born in someone from Bristol Rovers? Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and again, he's another one you you couldn't, even though he probably was past it and not good enough in the end. Like you, no one could deny that move to Liverpool. Like like you said, coming from Bristol Rovers, playing in League Two. I mean, I mean, I remember watching him when he was like at Rochdale in League Two against mm. um against Orient and working his way up through the leagues. Um, and ended up playing for. His boyhood club, one of the biggest clubs in the world, Liverpool. It was just like fair play, fair play. But the way you left about it, you know, everyone was like, Do you know what, fair play, you know, he's going to, you know, I want, thanks very much, but I'm going to go and play for my boyhood club. It's like, yeah, of course you can. If you go, mate, you've done everything you can, it's eight. It's, yeah. like, it's like, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's a, it's, a, it's a fairy tale story for him. And he's probably about 52 stone now. He's probably still drinking in Blackpool. So he's actually lighter now than he was when he was playing. No, I'm not having it. <laughs> right, shall I, shall I move on? Please do, Thomas. Please do. So this one's weird because this this is probably even be, like before your time, even and you're fucking old. No, um, I put I put Alan Shearer down. No, Tom. No, and the thing is, he. He wasn't even really. I, I looked at his sort of stats a while ago. He wasn't even really prolific at Saints, was he? But he was a young, fit striker. You could, honestly, if you watch some of the Saints goals, you'd strike them from outside the box. What Shearer, yeah. you know, that's, that was Shearer's speciality. That's you know, definitely in Newcastle now. But at Blackburn, he was more of a bit more of a predator. Like he was, he was just young, vibrant. Tizzy and Shearer together. It's, it's, it's never been there. It's unheard of. And, um, yeah, I just didn't think he'd done. I think for the other players that are in the side, again, nostalgic. I just don't think he he went to Blackburn and Newcastle, didn't he, and, and done more there than he did for Saints. Saints could have reaped a massive transfer fee if they wanted to with him, and just fucking didn't. Yeah, <coughs> Se- sexual predator. Sexual um, predator. So another one uh, that I had down as a. Um... As as a sort of shoe in, but again, this might be changing now. So I'd um I James Beatty down, and I used to really like Beatty, like just a really really aggressive striker who could score goals, and he's another one who who didn't kick on. I mean, I I think he would have stayed at Saints longer if they didn't get relegated. I don't, it didn't ever seem like he really wanted to leave. Um, but obviously he had ambitions of playing for England, um, so he didn't really have a choice but to leave um, when they got relegated. Which is the biggest club in the world. Huge club, huge club. Well, to be fair, he went Everton, and um, I'm pretty sure the season he went Everton, that might have been when they was in Champions League qualifiers and they lost against, like, fucking 
Deportivo bobsleigh or whoever it was, <laughs> ended up back in the Europa League. Yeah, so I've got B in there. I mean, like you said, he's an aggressive striker. I think the, I think the transfer happened when Kel, uh, Kevin Davies went to Blackburn, and it was like seven million plus this geezer called James Beattie from the reserves or the youth team, and then yeah, he's just he's a he's a he's a hero, mate. He's a cult hero. Um, Turned out all right, yeah. Yeah, and again, like you say, I think there was when we had Paul Sturrock come from Plymouth to Saints. Um, I think there was just a bit of a falling out there and he just never really recovered from that. Um, yeah, but I mean, even after he left, like I said, I, I reckon he would have had a few more seasons at Saints if uh, if yeah. they think relegated. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. The case of always around this area still. And some charity, does charity work in that. So, you Indeed. know, still, still fond of. So, I've got two more. Um, Again, so this one, it, this might be a case of like me with uh, Aubameyang. So in five years' time, it might be different. He might be in there for sure. But it's Danny Ings. Um, but we'll, I suppose, we'll see how he gets on, or if he does move on over the over the next few seasons. But I mean, even when Saints signed him, like the quality was there. Okay, a bit of a risk with his injuries. But I mean, we've seen what he's done at all the other clubs he's been at before Liverpool. He's just he's a proper goal scorer, isn't he? That's right. In it's, like you said, I think time will tell. I mean, it's no doubt he's an exceptional talent, but I don't think Saints have seen him in a bad run of form because we rely on him. You know, if like, you rely on Barrier, that someone's going to come up, like Lacazette's going to come up and score for you. We haven't seen that bad run of form. And I, well, maybe that's now, and that's why we're in this position where the sort of Saints are in where we haven't started very well because Ings hasn't kicked on. So, yeah. Let's see. Let's see if he doesn't move in this window. I think he might become a a Saints legend. I guess, or definitely a, a, a fond memory. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, last player, um, you've sort of. I think you've half mentioned him already. Um, Graziano Pella, um, good striker. I think. I suppose he was lucky enough to be playing in a really, really good Saints team around that time. Um, but obviously he was part of that and his goals were part of that. I don't think he should have left when he did. I know he wasn't quite on top form like he was sort of mid-spell, but I, I think he had more to give and he just sort of, he, he took the, then he go China, he took the money a bit too early. Well, it meant for the money. He was, he was yeah, an Italy uh, international and uh, he was in the Italy squad. He, he was playing and he went to China. I just, for me, that, uh, you know, again, I would have had him back in a heartbeat because he was brilliant. He was strong. He was powerful. He got in the right positions. Top top player. It's just why go so soon to to China? And like I say, for the money, it's just there's a bit more of your career to work, mate. That's that's yeah. my thought. But I um I didn't go with him, Tom. Um, it was a toss up between Mane, um, and the, the other player. I thought Mane, although he was good, um, wasn't there long enough. So I went with Marion Pahars, the, yeah. uh, the Latvian Michael Owen. He, yeah, was he done by injury? Yeah, he, he was in the end. Um, he, he was quality though, mate. He was he was absolutely quality. He used to turn um, Yaps down inside out and that shows how good he was. I think, potentially, he, he could have or should have 
left um, to go to to a bigger club. But I'm leaning to play these players, and uh, we, we keep them. <laughs> but you, you think about the talent that we haven't said about, like the Theo Walcotts, like the Marnes, and that. Just imagine, just imagine. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you mentioned Marnes. I was going to say, you mentioned Mane. It, just, it was funny. You probably remember it at the time. But this is... I think Mane was first at Saints just as I moved down here um, to go uni here. And um, obviously, you know, uh, Reese, who I went uni with, um, yeah. who played at Common for a bit. I remember chatting to him about Saints. And he was like, that Mane is absolute dog shit. Cause he, <laughs> he, he didn't start off very well. I remember him like missing an absolute sitter and bits like that. But... Obviously, uh, he picked up and uh, look look where he is now, one of the best forwards in the world. But, yeah, he uh, he had to work on it, didn't he? It took him time. Well, yeah, he did. But that, that's the step and stone Saints are, aren't they? You, you build that quality, you build that Premier League experience and then bang, you, you go to a bigger club and you, you've done it. I mean, I remember a player called Steve Derrida and I thought he was going to be the next best thing ever. A Belgian player, tricks coming out of everywhere. Dog shit. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I, was, I was like researching him on Twitter and on YouTube at the time. I was like, this player, he's the one. He's quite he shit. He was terrible. <laughs> but, um, Tom, I think that's our team. Are you going to recap him or? Nah. Nah, let's not bother. It's, it's too late now. It's nah. Too- um, just to finish on, um, because it was so popular and one of our last ones. Um, <laughs> Oh, what is it? It's um, nickname chat. Uh, I just wanted to chuck a nickname in there that I've heard of before. Um, this is like on this came from like Facebook or Twitter or something, but it was like a thread of like best nicknames you've ever heard or just like funniest ones. And my favorite one um, was someone had the nickname Spider, and um, it's like, why is his nickname Spider? Like, what's going on there? And someone got given the nickname Spider because once he went out to a shopping centre and bought um, three pairs of jeans. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> of the legs. <laughs> Did that take you a second? I was like, what is Spider G? I was like, Web. I was like, what? Like, what's that? <laughs> he, went and, he went and bought three. But whoever came up with that's a genius. Yeah, like, right. Oh, what are you bought today? Three pairs of jeans. Oh, all right, Spider. Yeah, what are you, a spider? <laughs> I mate, mean, just on just on um, this because uh, a message coming to one of our groups that someone's dad died who used to serve at the betting shops. Rest in yeah. peace. And um, his son is called Blind John, <laughs> but I don't think he's blind. But no one's no one's ever approached him on the subject. <laughs> Because he, he comes up and does things, but I swear, like, we've seen occasions where he's like, he's just normal sighted. It's <laughs> just like, you just imagine, like, oh, I feel like this, this bird's tits. And he's like, really? He's like, really? <laughs> he's normal sighted. Like, but yeah, blind John. Blind John. Oh. Anyway, I wanted to play a game with you tonight, but we'll save that for the next one. It was going to be uh, Guess the Teams in the 97 Premier League. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll save that for the next one. And then the, the other game I was going to play was phone someone who's in a boozer. That'll be hilarious. Yeah, it'll be hilarious because no one's going to be in a boozer from next week. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> phone someone who's in a COVID clinic. <laughs> yeah, that'll be more likely, isn't it? Um, 
yeah, hopefully we can carry on with these for now. I suppose if uh, if we are free Friday nights, this is going to be the time, really. Should we get really pissed and do one? I mean, we it's not full lockdown. We probably could go somewhere to do it. And yeah, I, I've always said, like, one, getting fully pissed beforehand, that would be... That'd be funny, wouldn't it? We'll have to get Dayton in or something for that. Yeah, right. Let's make a move, eh? Nice to do, nice to do this again, and uh, let's, let's let's do it next week, eh? It's good to be back. ITV, please sign us. See ya. Still available. Bye.